Well, so much for my vacation to Nigeria. Pride48.com. I'm your host, Anthony, and from, uh, oh, geez, a whole host of various podcasts and whatnot, but who's really important are the various cohorts and individuals who are joining me once again to give you all the news and views in the LGBT world. So, without further ado, please welcome back from the PodCubs podcast. Oh, I'm getting a little bit of an echo now for some strange reason. Who's echoing? Who's giving me an echo? Not me. Not me. I hope it's not me. Not me, I don't think. Ruined. All right. So uh, first we have Romo from the Podcast Podcast. Hello. And once again, we have Mr. Brother Sinatus. Good evening. And, of course, my cohort. Cohort. I can't say that right tonight. Guy, Cohort? Yeah, guy who helps me uh, run this show. He's uh, the Mr. Impaler himself. It's Sater69. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm going to try and add veri- 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 Veritable Virgo. VV. <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those shows, folks. I just love when when you podcast drunk. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I'm just completely exhausted under the weather. That's exactly what Betty Ford said. <laughs> <laughs> Veritable. Yes. Hey. Can you hear me okay? Yes. How are you doing, sir? Not bad. Well, uh, we're going to give you all the uh, various stories that uh, <laughs> nobody else wants. Nobody else, else wants at this point. So, But starting Love us off, a little uh, heads-up story for Sater69. Uh, tell us about the new drug-resistant gonorrhea. <laughs> I feel so sorry. I know nothing sorry. about this. I feel so sorry. The for British thing. government is telling doctors that the usual course of treatment for gonorrhea is now largely useless, like my ex boyfriend. <laughs> the Health Protection Agency says we may be heading to a point when the disease is incurable unless new treatments can be found. For now, doctors must stop using the usual treatment. Oh, fuck me. To fix And it's two more powerful antibiotics. Well, I think that's how, I, how you get it. One is a pill and the other a jab. I think that's how you get it, too. The HPA <laughs> says the change is necessary because of increasing resistance. As recently as 2005, recently, 2005, recently, no gonorrhea <laughs> bacteria with reduced susceptibility to cyphixisamine. <laughs> Okay, the bacterium that causes the infection, Nessus, ne, Just go hello, on. Nessa, has the only unusual ability to adapt itself and has gained resistance or reduced susceptibility to a growing list of antibiotics. First, penicillin itself, then tetracyclines, ciprixofoxalaca, and wakanakapisa. <laughs> I think the point is here, Stater, you need to settle down. <laughs> and what I want to know is how does a thespian get trip up on all those words? Yes, yes. Actually, those are I am cool. not a thespian. I like men. <laughs> God. Wah, wah. So, uh, Stater, do you think this is going to detour from your, any of your impaling? No, not at all. <laughs> well, I'd be serious, I don't, don't, you don't believe in gonorrhea. You don't believe in gonorrhea. Yeah. I have a strict rule. If I can't spell it, I can't get it. <laughs> yes, let's just deny science and everything altogether now. So. You of all people should deny science. Oh, wait, wait. No, you're not religious. I forgot. No, I'm not religious. I'm just crazy. So, But no, I mean, but but this is something to be concerned with because now that's, you know, one of those. Only, only if you're in the U.K., well, I'm sure. But over here in America, because over here in America, we can beat anything. Oh yes, of course. Praise <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Seriously, though, I mean, is is I mean, would this detour any of you from your sexual activities? I I think it no, should give you. Uh, I, I, I think it's so protected. <laughs> I think it should make you stop and think. 
Well, I mean, you know, you could still get stuff like gonorrhea without being protected. Absolutely. Even being protected. I mean, just brush, brushing up against somebody, you can get it. You can even you can even pass genital warts on the condom. Oh, really? Is that a thing now? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Well. Okay, well, I'm done for this show. Now. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> I mean, and my hand has been cured years ago of gonorrhea. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, in your top drawer as well. Yep. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I've been, uh, you know, in a relationship for God, almost four years now. But it does make me ponder for the up and coming, you know, youthful generation. It's like, how do you be? I mean, there really is no safe sex. You only have maybe marginally safer at this stage of the game. Right. Well, they, they always used to teach abstinence was the safest form of safe sex. Well, yeah, and we, and, gonna and we see how well that works. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, what's the pregnancy rate amongst uh, those who subscribe to abstinence-only programs? Yeah, because <laughs> the ones who try the abstinence programs are the ones that usually don't have the condoms when they actually get down <laughs> and freaky. It was, it was a good idea in concept. Mm-hmm. Sure it was. It's a good idea in concept, but not in reality. So is shitting gold. That's a great idea in concept. <laughs> and the U.S. Treasury wants to talk to you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess it goes without saying to wrap it up and take a look down there before you jump in the dark. So. <laughs> All right, on to the next story. Uh, if you would see anything in the dark, do you have eyes like a cat? No, I just somebody always told me that you know when I was freaking out. Use some low level lighting. You know, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I mean, Sater, you're the one that would surprise me that you turn off the lights. I like it to be a surprise. Are you in need? Are you in? Ugh, ugh, ugh. Well, Sorry. I just I could tell a story because one <laughs> when I went to uh, back when I was single. I had this hookup, and I went to this guy's place, and before I was getting ready, I started feeling around, and I went, hmm, that doesn't feel quite right. So I asked him to turn the light on there, and he had, you know, I don't know what he had. It might have been just a you know, hemorrhoid or something, but it definitely did not look healthy on his, his, his anus. So I it's rose bud. Dark, but then I use a blindfold and gag. It was it was a rosebud. You had nothing to worry about. Well, it was it was something that was a little bit odd on his on his on his god anal fissures. Yeah, it was it was something. So I said, okay, so we're just going to turn over now. I'm just going to jack you off, and we're just going to finish that way. And, and then we're going to cuddle. Yeah, and then I got the hell out of there. I, actually, like, I gotta go. Yeah, I had to, the bathroom, uh, it was the, it was to my car. I left something out in my car. Well, this show is so classy already. <laughs> I think the rule. I think the rule of thumb is: is if it doesn't look like or feel like it belongs there, it probably doesn't. Yeah, I mean, but the, but there's also, I mean, you don't necessarily need to freak out. And I, I was, right. oh my god, I freaked out over every little thing back when I was single. So, God, can we have that same rule about Congress and Senate too? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyhow, next story, brother, if you would please. Okay, London. Three women died due to evangelical fake HIV healings. Three women in London have died of AIDS after their pastors convinced them that prayers did away with their need for <laughs> HIV medications. Praise Jesus. <laughs> HIV prevention charity booga, booga. African Health Policy Network says a growing number of London churches have been telling people that the power of prayer will cure them of their infection. Amen. This is, hap- this is happening through a number of churches. We're hearing about more cases of this. Uh, AHPN Chief Francis Kelkumba says AHPN said it believes the synagogue church of all nations. That sounds like a church that has uh, identity problem, which has uh, UK headquarters in Southward, South London may be one of those involved in such practices. The church is headed by Pastor T.B. Joshua. Hallelujah. Nigeria's third largest clergyman, and that's you always trust a rich clergyman, according to the recent (laughs) Forbes Richest Rich List. When approached by BBC London, leaders of the church described themselves as evangelical Christian pastors. 
The church website, which was set up in Lagos, Nigeria, shows photos of people the church claims have been cured of HIV through prayer. Okay, did they not watch the movie uh, The Exorcist where the power, the power of Christ compels them? <laughs> it didn't work then, so it should not work now. Well, this this is something actually that is it's interesting because I mean I I've actually met somebody recently that supposedly from what he's told me he attends a church that actually has the power to heal people. Faith healers. Well, he's told me that uh, he's witnessed people's arms grow and you know stuff be you know healed on their body. You know, he's witnessed somebody's arm grow. Yeah. Okay, I don't do drugs, but I would like to take some of his. <laughs> I'm so, I, you know, my, my general, you know, I'm like, well, did anybody videotape this? I mean, you could put that on YouTube or something. So, and No, they couldn't videotape because Bigfoot was in church that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't see that. They couldn't see over. <laughs> but this is something that, that, I mean, I don't know. It scares me because I, I, I don't know. I, uh... People have a desire to believe in anything or believe in something, and... I understand, but you also got to put a little power medicine behind it. <laughs> I believe that um, if there is a God that he created the medicines and doctors and allow people to discover things that would help. So if you're not taking medications with your with your faith healers, then you're just as stupid as you look. Yeah, but there's a lot- I call it Darwinism at work. <laughs> Natural selection. Yeah, it's a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's a lot of but there's a lot of people who there's a lot of corporations, too, that are putting really bad drugs and, and trying to get people to be prescribed to drugs that they don't need as well. So there's a lot of doctors who are prescribing stuff that keep just keep people sick as well. So, yep. I mean, yep. there's, there's two sides to this particular coin here. So, or any coin when you think about it. Thank so you, Mr. Science. <laughs> so, so not only can we now pray away the gay, we can pray away the HIV. Well, obviously, I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in these three cases here, it didn't work. So, I mean, maybe they didn't believe hard enough. Yeah, what was your pool of, um, what was your control group? How many of them actually died? Oh, three. Three. three? Three. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how many actually lived? Right, right. Zero? What? Zero? So, so in cases, I mean, do you guys think there should be like a... I don't know. Would you would you file claims against these people, or would there be yeah, a law? I mean, how would you, how would one deal with this? Because they're not well, they're not certified to practice. Well, they're not practicing medicine, but they're practicing. And where did this happen in London? No, well, it depends. I mean, again, you try to believe in something, and your belief just didn't not it happened not to work. But so I guess you really I can't. Believe- believe- I believe in the power of the impaler. He has never let me down. <laughs> so, I mean, when you think about it, though, you really there's really no one to blame except the people themselves who chose to help. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like the, somebody mentioned uh, Fred Phelps in the, in the chat room, or the, who was the guy that uh, has predicted the end of the world wrongly three times already. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, people have sold their homes, gave away their money, and everything, and hopes the world was going and in preparation of the world ending on the days that he predicted, and now they have nothing, and he wants to blame them. But you know, again, <laughs> well, that's just who I mean, blame by yourself. Yeah, and, that, and that's a perfect case of Darwinism, I think. So. Yeah, and if you're foolish enough to follow what is essentially the modern version of, uh, you know, Jim Jones. Um, you know, except for the purple Kool-Aid and all that other stuff, then I think you get what you deserve. Yeah, exactly. Kool-Aid. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> See, right. your your mind just goes in one direction. Sater, you're just about sex and food, aren't you? <laughs> I really am. It's true. Hey, give get get that man another popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> give me a get, popsicle. Get right. the purple one. <laughs> well, you go get a popsicle. Why veritable t- tells us this next our next story. All right. Segway. See, look at that. <laughs> now, I hope there aren't any real difficult words that I'm going to make a fool of myself with. If you do, just try it in, in British. It'll sound intelligent. <laughs> so, uh, yesterday, President Obama honored Janice Langbane, uh, who several years ago was denied the right to visit the hospital beside her terminally ill partner. Langbane's story, which has had touched the president, prompted in part his directive for hospitals to grant visitation rights to LGBT couples. Chris Ge- uh, Geidner reports uh, at Metro Weekly. 
Lambda Legal brought a lawsuit to the hospital on behalf of Langben, which was later dismissed. But on April 15, 2010, the president took note, directing Secretary of Health and Human Services Kathleen Sebelius to issue rules uh, prohibiting sexual orientation or gender identity discrimination in hospital visitation at hospitals that receive Medicaid or Medicare funding. And after issuing that directive, he called uh, Langben to tell her the news. In June, Langben met in person with the president, and Obama told the audience gathered uh, for the LGBT Pride Month reception on June 22, 2010, about Langben's story, including that the treatment, oh, concluding that the treatment she and her children had faced was wrong and cruel. Um, he also noted that day uh, noted that day that the rules would be put into place that Sibelius would be asking hospitals to adopt the changes even before the rules went into effect. Well, that's kind of nice. It is. I was distracted for a moment because I saw a pop up. You were typing. Oh my! That's <coughs> typing fine. something. That's fine. I'm I'm trying to multitask here. So. My little growl pop ups when you know you type into something. <laughs> yeah, it pops up in the right hand corner. <laughs> Well, that's kind of nice. I'm glad. Uh, I mean, we. I don't know. I'm, I'm. I'm glad some stuff is being done with the administration in terms of uh, right. hospital hosp- hospital rights, and then of course, don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Would be nice if we could get the economy working, but uh, at least we're doing right. baby steps with gay rights. So you know, and the thing is, and all of this is just, it's it's long overdue. It, it these are the things that right. I mean, we shouldn't need to even spend time and energy on these issues because ultimately they serve as a distraction for the business, the larger business that the, that the government needs to be doing, like the economy, like the jobs right. and all of that stuff. But because those uh, inequities exist or inequalities exist, um, and, he, and Obama being the first president for all intents and purposes to, to really uh, address the issues – so it does divert some of his some of his attention, I think, uh, to some of the issues. Although not that he's not trying with jobs and the economy, but it's it's an uphill battle for his administration. Right. And any other thoughts, guys? Hello. Hello, floor <laughs> panel. Are we awake here? I put everybody to sleep. Chop chop. I have nothing to say here. Vivi always says it so well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll just move on to the next story. Romo, you get to read this. Lawmakers in Nigeria hope to pass a bill which strengthens laws against homosexuality. The legislation seeks to criminalize same-sex marriage. Its sponsor, Senator Domingo Obende, claims that gay marriage is spreading and must be stopped. Nigeria already punishes homosexuality with up to 14 years in prison, and gay marriage is not recognized in the country. The latest bill follows two previous attempts to strengthen anti-gay laws in 2006 and in 2009. Plans were quietly dropped after international condemnation. According to Nigerian gay rights campaigner Yasemi Lesanmi, the bill has already passed its second reading. She said a public hearing is scheduled for Monday, October 31st, 2011. However, there are concerns within the Nigerian LBGT community that the recent bomb blasts in the country could be used as pretext to deny public access to the hearing. Uh, Ms. Elamami added, this bill would lead to harassment of people for their actual or imputed sexual orientation. It would also stifle freedom of expression and association through the proposed ban on organizations that support lesbian and gay rights. The passing of the bill would give official validation to harassment of sexual minorities, and many homophobic persons would use it as a license to discriminate against lesbians and gays. Uh, many senators have spoken out in support of the bill. Senator Victor Lahr warned that same-sex marriages would lead to the end of the human race, while Senator Remy Tenubi said homosexuality causes mental problems in old age. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I think the best way to handle this. Wow! That well, really... so much for my vacation to Nigeria. Yeah. Well, next time they send us a uh, say we have we've won a million dollars through the email. I'll say sorry, you could keep your million dollars. I don't want it because you don't support gay people. I love how they say that gay marriage would be the end of mankind. They should be blaming straight marriages because they're the ones who keep making all the gays. Yeah. Wow. No, it's straight marriage. Straight, gay people just control the pet population. 
or the human population. <laughs> Seriously, what's wrong with that country over there? They, I, I mean, think it's a lot of it is the batshit uh, American is, fundamentalists is, are going. Yeah, over they there go over and teach how homosexuality is wrong, and it, it sits there and creates this. What, Romo? You there? It, yeah, I'm here. It's I, I'm I'm sorry. I had a brain fart, but it's it's usually starts with the religious, the uber religious going over spreading spreading Christianity, and while they're spreading Christianity, they, they they'd stop to say, oh, don't 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 agree with homosexuality so they're feeding a third world nation bad information and they're believing it and they're scared of it and you know starting with the outbreak monkey and you know and being that most of the african countries suffer hugely from hiv and aids over there so but yeah but i would have to figure that these 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 countries i mean how third world are they i mean they have to have some information out there or are they just just that ignorant just that ignorant. No. Just that ignorant. If we have any Nigerian I'm sorry, listeners, it's not ignorant. It's ignorant. 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 If we have any Nigerian listeners, first of all, get out, and second of all, email <laughs> me and let me know what the what the what's like over there. So mm-hmm. I was I did see a preview on Logo for uh, a TV show that's called the the deadliest real the Real Housewives of Nigeria. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, Although that's, that sounds like a great comedy skit I could write. Um, but no, it's um, like the deadliest places to be gay in the world. And a guy, you know, is like, you know, uh, I think one of these countries that is like completely anti-gay and then has to hide after he says I'm gay. Well, yeah, uh, a couple about uh, kind of like Congress almost eight months ago that they Nigeria posted like a on the front page of the newspaper of, of the country's notorious gays and. It should a kill order on them. Yeah, I mean that's it's just like whoa, that's extreme. Mm-hmm. Hmm. However, other murderers are running free. <laughs> so how about we just invade them, steal their oil, and then we could take care of this? I was going to say they got oil, so maybe yeah. Hmm. I sense a plan. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next story. Uh, That'll. That'll be the next occupation target for the United States. Well, I, actually, the next one I believe is the Sudan, but we'll see what happens. Next. Right. So, because they had, uh, you know, the government has a have, has a seven year plan to occupy that whole region. Mm-hmm. So, where there's oil, we shall go. Yep. All right, veritable. Uh, you're next. Mm-hmm. Gay adoptions triple in ten years. Woo! It's a stratospheric increase. It's like going from zero to 60, said Miami attorney Elizabeth Schwartz, who had con- uh, coordinated. It would be like going from zero to 30. Just triple. Zero to 30. Can we do math? Sorry. It said zero to 60 in the article. Who has coordinated uh, more than 100 adoptions for gay and lesbian families in the last year. Uh, quote, I think many really dreamed of doing this, but it wasn't something they ever thought would become a reality, end quote. About 21,740 same-sex couples had adopted children in uh, 2009, up from 6,477 in 2000. And according to the Williams Institute at UCLA School of Law, about 32,571 adopted children were living uh, we're living in same-sex couples in 2009, up from 83.10 in 2000. The figures are an analysis of newly released Census Bureau estimates. And I wanted to just chime in because I, on that Joe My God page, uh, there's a, one of the comments is from Gandalf the Gay, and it reads, I keep trying to talk the husband into letting me adopt this 20-year-old that lives down the street, but the husband ain't buying it. <laughs> Well, I think they're actually adopting children. Right. No. I got a chuckle out of that, yeah. though. <laughs> well, all I can say is if that's the actual information that we got from our census bureaus, I want to know when all those adopted people are leaving home during the day. Right. Because that was the annoying question they kept asking on that damn census bureau thing. But, uh, well, good. I got glad that some. I am glad that more people are taking in children and. And how much do we want to garner that these children will be more fabulous than any other children that are adopted? Right. All right. Any other thoughts? It's been a slow news week, folks. There's not much to talk about. (laughs) It's like, yay, more gay, good gay stuff this week. It's not depressing. 
Yay! <laughs> All right, so on to a video, which I, I haven't quite figured out if this video is funny or not. So you guys are going to have to watch this with me and let, let me know if this is actually funny so so please point all your web browsers to the following URL and let me know when you're ready to press play I am ready to where press the, play where is, where is that showing up by the way in the Skype window no the uh, it's no. In, in the show notes alright hang on I'm watching the science science channel so I'm distracted at the same time alright you're multitasking you're, you're multitasking while you're podcasting? What the hell? What am I watching here? It's some kind of like little creatures. Oh, Madagascar, the, the uh, Lemures, I guess they are. Are they gay? I don't know. It's pretty then cool. what does it have to do with this one? <laughs> <laughs> They're eating fruit. Well, there you go. That's, gay That's close enough, enough right? right? All the time. <laughs> All right, are we ready? All right, I think I have. We get the countdown. Yes, I will count you down in three, two, one go. This is the platform of Michelle Bachman. That's me. It doesn't matter if you're a tea partier or an unborn baby, baby. Put your guns up, because Michelle Bachman is running for president of the U.S. of A. Obama told you when he was born, he was in Hawaii. Though the facts are hazy, I can say I'm 100% USA. I grew up in the Christian faith, beliefs I hold even today. Then I got married, even though some would say that my husband Marcus is really great at dancing. That's so I assumed it wasn't funny. No, because I had my mic in unit. <laughs> oh. It had moments. I it like moments, yes. Yeah. Sater, like, you, you need to send me that uh, website that converts uh, videos to audio when you get a chance again. Oh, sure, sure. I'll be glad to. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure if that was funny or not. It was hard to understand at times, too. So, 
But all right, moving on. Sometimes the videos are funny, and sometimes they're not. <laughs> well, she. My thing is, she didn't look like Michelle Bachman. No, right. she doesn't. But you, you work with what you, you know, you work with more or less. So, guy, if I see one more Google ad on my YouTube video, it's freaking annoying. All right, uh, brother, if you would tell us about uh, this new job-friendly website. Yes. God, job-friendly, gay-friendly. Of course, they're all job-friendly. Okay, Stonewall launches gay-friendly job website. I bet this is in the UK, though. Yeah, it's just in the UK. A gay, a gay rights charity Stonewall has launched a job website with uh, vacancies from gay-friendly <laughs> employers. Proudemployers.org UK lists jobs with employers such as Credit Suisse, BP, and De Montfort University, all of whom are members of the charity's diversity campaign program. Job seekers can search by title and location or browse vacancies by salary, category, and type. And charity they're calling also... now for your job. <laughs> charity has also launched a careers guide and website to for uh, graduate job seekers. Copies of Starting Out will be distributed across student unions, LGBT societies, uh, career services, and six forms. While students and oh, I bet the, oh that's the the level in the UK. While students and graduates can also visit uh, startingoutguide.org.uk. So um, my question is, why don't we have this here? Because <laughs> I think that there'll be a honey. It's Starbucks. It's Disney. It's Levi's. There, there you go. What for jobs? Yeah, if you're if you're a gay boy, go work at Disney or Starbucks. That's it. <laughs> That's a good starting job. Well, I would I would like to think that there's other employers who are, are gay friendly as well in the United States. Or in you know, actually, you know, screw that. I don't care who's gay friendly. I would, I'd rather know who's not gay friendly. Well, yeah, I'd rather know who to avoid, both in my employment and in my business. True, but. <sighs> But if you have a place where you, the the website specifically set up for you to go, if you're gay friendly, I think that would benefit. I, God knows, I would enjoy that because I I tend to think that when I was doing my last job search, a lot of the times I was being turned down simply because I was gay. So, well, that's what you get for going to your interview in five inch heels. Well, you know, I tried the heels, and then it just it, it, they they made such a great click clack on the floor. I thought it was a really good presentation. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> But all right, so yeah, I I, th I think this is probably something we really, really, really need here. And uh, oh no, the video that I just I just convert the video it automatically start playing. Sorry about that. Um, but hey, guys, any thoughts? Anything? I mean, just totally agree with you. Yeah, it's totally fun trying to find something gay friendly here. Yeah, I mean, especially too when you, I mean you have to literally view each website's. If you, if you go to a company website, you view their uh, uh, what's it called? They're not uh, their compliance thing, and then you're you're looking okay, okay, sexual orientation. Oh, damn it, no sexual orientation. Er, so all right, I'll roll my die and see if they actually like me. So now, doesn't that really doesn't that sort of duplicate? What the HRC is doing when they do their hundred report or something every year? Yeah, I mean they do their stuff where, but but even so, I mean they don't cover every employer, and it would help no. if, if if there was a specific thing where, if an employer really made, I mean if a employer went out of their way to actually sign up to a gay website that was specifically targeted for gay people, I would be really more dedicated to go work for them than anybody else than just somebody that just says, oh yeah, we have. You know, because like the last job I worked at, they just started their LG, LGBT group, but you could tell there were still old school guys uh -huh. that were not down with that. So, right. I mean, so I mean yeah, a company could say that, that they're yeah. gay friendly, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the, 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 the bosses are that way. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see it all come to a point um, in the, in the relatively not so distant future where, you know, Potential applicants can even ask that question of of the employer, you know, because really it's, uh, you know, it's sort of 
it's out of balance. It's more of, you know, they're they're grilling you as an applicant, but really shouldn't we have the right to be grilling them as our employer? You do. Yeah. Well, I no, mean, that's... whenever whenever I'm in, interviewing an employee, a possible employee, I always ask them if they have any questions. Mm-hmm. You have you have the chance to do it. Right. And a lot of and a lot of people don't ask questions because, you know, I mean, I recently went through a series of interviews for for new staff and almost everybody just doesn't well, say a peep job, when you give them that opportunity. In this job market, you don't challenge mm-hmm. the person that's interviewing you. Right. You just right. don't do it. Well, yeah, especially if you're desperate too. I mean, you're like, well, well God, I, I mean, I, I need to, I need to pay rent. Mm-hmm. If you're Actually, unemployed, you're desperate. Yeah. You'd right. be, you'd be surprised how many employees will not hire you if you do not ask questions in your interview. Right. Well, we're not saying don't ask questions. I'm just saying a lot of people probably don't ask that question because well, they just want a job. And I think a lot of companies you can also look on their website and I, you know, specifically, you know, hunt around for any kind of a statement on sexual orientation. Yeah. Anthony, I'm going to counter that. Why not ask that question? If you want a job so badly, are you, would you rather work at a place that is going to be friendly to you or do you want to be stuck in a job that you're going to hate? We're going to spend 40 hours a week at just because you want Money. Well, because I think a lot. Uh, I'll give you a perfect answer: is that you have to put food on the table, and if you got to put food on the table, sometimes you're willing to compromise your beliefs in order just to get. I mean, you may think, well, this may <clears throat> this may be, not be the job that I'm going to be at for a long time, but it's a job that I could take now and I could keep looking. Right, and I think there's different focuses too. I mean, and I think you, you both have, have time to keep looking when you're working 40 hours a week for this bigot, homophobic bigot. You know, I think you both have valid points. I mean, and and certainly I can see the value of both sides. It's sort of like, you know, what's what's the urgency? I mean, if you've been long-term unemployed and you really just need to get some money flowing in, you know, to your bank account and being able to pay some bills. Well, and also then, just something to fill in your resume. Right. Because and, you start getting a big block there, you guys start right. explaining it. Exactly. Yeah. So your focus may be very different at that point in time. It all depends on how beat down you are from being unemployed long-term. Right. Versus um, having you know having the luxury to have a job that may not be ideal, and saying, "Look, I'd really like to work in a place that's more open and supportive." Yeah, because I know when I was doing my uh, job search about two years ago, um, actually this this was about three years ago when I was laid off. It was just like I just wanted something, I and the company that I was going to work for. I believe didn't have sexual orientation on their site, but when I got there, they did have it in their welcome manual. So I right. thought, oh, well, then, you know, I'm not going to have to worry about this here. But <clears throat> come to find out that I was told by my manager that a lot of the old school boys really weren't down with that. So, right. Well, and a lot of it, you know, a lot of it falls down to it's, first of all, sometimes it's a state law that requires it of some types of employers. I mean, I work in human services. So for me, I've been lucky that my last three employers have been. Very, um, uh, very good on the dis- the non discrimination piece, um, but there are plenty of businesses that don't see it that way, and some of them will might add sexual orientation into their manuals or something just just because they feel it needs to be there, and there's right. no there's no real substance behind the letters on the page, you know. Right. I think it all has to do with the industry that you're in, and certainly the the old school folks don't necessarily change even if an employment policy changes oh yeah i mean especially if they if they put down there's still going to be people people who are going to tell those jokes oh, yeah so, yeah so i mean yeah whenever you go to a job it's a little bit you know this the job i'm at now is probably the first job i've been completely out and open in right so and i do believe that i don't think we we ever really should have to settle for um you know like staying in the closet just because you want to earn a paycheck, right? Well, you shouldn't although have to, but sometimes. Well, that's not always. That's not always realistic. Yeah. And sometimes you do have to, you know, decide what you're willing to, uh, to to give up. Right. Sater, are you gonna come at us again? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. A few years ago, I looked at a. I was looking at a job. That I knew I would have to go into the closet for. Of course, it was working for an NHL hockey team. <laughs> so I had to weigh what I wanted. Right. Yes, I wanted to work for a, a goddamn NHL hockey team, but I did not think I could live my life in the closet. So I eventually said no. But did you have so, a job at the time? 
Oh yeah, I wasn't unemployed. I was just looking yeah. at doing a, going to a new job. It's it's much easier to look for a job when you have a job. So I mean, if you're looking, I uh, see. I totally disagree. Really? I think when I'm working forty hours a week, I don't have time to go well, looking for a new job. Well, it's less stressful because at least you know that you have something to fall back on. When you don't have a job, you have more stress. So Toppy Smelly says one thing I have to say about my workplace is that. They have all these areas very well covered. They do not tolerate sexual orientation discrimination. They are very, and there are various avenues for anyone who feels discriminated against to make an official issue. So, all right. So I think we beat that one into the uh, that dead horse into the ground. Um, Yay! I turned it to Joey. Yay! <laughs> all right. Well, why don't you uh, carry us to the next story then, Sater? I will be glad to. Hey, are you looking for a wonderful new app for, <laughs> for your Android or maybe your iPhone? Yes, then, I am. <laughs> then why not look at iScandal? What is iScandal? I like to call it iScandaloso. <laughs> the product description is it's instant alerts when homophobic lawmakers get caught in gay sex scandals. iScandal tracks hypocrisy among anti-gay lawmakers, functioning like it's it's the it's been blank day since our last accident signs you see in factories. Whenever a new scandal breaks, I scandal sends a push notification and uses up some of your text messaging at the option to spread <laughs> the word. Through lighthearted and fun, I scandal serves a meaningful purpose in highlighting the hypocrisy endemic in the anti-gay movement. I scandal makes no claims other than what you have already been reported on in the mainstream news, but might have missed by some people. It costs a dollar. Yeah, but you know what? So I went to go install this. You have to install Open Market, so it's it's a little bit convoluted to get this on your phone, from what I can tell. So I say, just read Joe, my God. Say what? I say, just read Joe, my God. Yeah, or I know. <laughs> and you can get all the information you want. Yeah, it's uh, this episode brought to you by Joe, my God. Yes, Joe, my God, go for. But too bad they don't make donations to our show. Oh, well, Anthony, <laughs> what? What if somebody would make a donation to this show? God, what a dream that would be. Yes, yes. Why don't you tell us that how you can donate there, Seder, since I'm the but, one always telling the how you can donate. <laughs> but you do it so much better. Take it away, <laughs> Anthony. Segway. Yes, if you go to thisweekagay.com, you can donate to our server fund. Your donations help provide this value-for-value value service that we provide to you. As you notice, in This Week of Gay, we do not have commercials. And actually, I've been quartered by people who want to actually put commercials on our website, and in which I told them, um, well, I'm not sure we have enough listeners yet, but maybe sometime here in the future. But um, if you don't want commercials on This Week in Gay, then please go donate at thisweekingay.com, to which we will uh, – contribute first to our server fund and then secondly to the hosts of this show i actually will pay them so uh that being said if you can't contribute to this you can always contribute to uh the uh, pride 48 fund or you can also contribute to uh the no agenda show stream and now a word from sally struthers people if you don't contribute <laughs> to this show these podcasters will go without new flashlights <laughs> oh, think about the podcasters <laughs> thank you miss struthers <laughs> everybody clap but sally will not go without food yes speaking of sally struthers segue I got tweeted by Liza motherfucking Manelli this week. You Ooh, did really? not. I did too. I swear to motherfucking God, she she tweeted me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm the happiest faggot in the whole village. What, what maybe, did it was, maybe it was when she was falling out of bed and she just stumbled on her iPhone. What, what? <laughs> no, it's not like Cher. Uh, she had made a tweet that said, take no prisoners and fuck the wounded. And I said, Miss Minnelli, you are fucking hardcore. And she tweeted back to me, I try. Ooh, very nice. Congratulations, Sater. So I have been tweeted now by Liza Minnelli and by Cher and Kathy Griffin. I just need Bette Midler now, and I have a whole collection. (laughs) Then your gay card is complete. What, no Betty White? Oh, uh, Betty White's a neighbor. I can just go say hi to her. <laughs> you still got to get Barbara Streisand. I'm sure she's out there somewhere. She doesn't have a Twitter, no. No, she doesn't do the Twitter. Really? I thought she did. 
If she does, it's just high and mighty. Oh, okay. Not with those fingernails, she doesn't. All right, well, uh, we're running short on time, so Romo, if you would please, the next story. Three Northern Cypress men arrested for gay sex. Three men in Northern Cypress have been arrested for sexual acts against nature. Quote, uh, the men were arrested in, pro- in a private home in North Nicosia last Thursday and have already spent five days in custody. Turkish Cypriot police have applied to hold them for a further two days, citing the need for more time to investigate. Uh, they were arrested on the charge of conspiring to have a sexual intercourse against the order of nature, an offense which carries a penalty up to five years in prison. According I normally to- call that sex with a big fatty. <laughs> oh, be nice. <laughs> According to Cyprus Mail, former finance minister Michaela Sarah, 65, was one of the three arrested. The other men were aged 17 and 30-something. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> Unlike Cyprus, the Northern Republic still has British colonial laws against homosexuality. In July, a newspaper report said two men were arrested for having sex in a hotel. The Cypriot members of the European Parliament, Elena Thikarius and Ionis Kasaloudis, have called for the immediate release of the three men. They said these arrests are in full breach of international law and the human right to private life, charging them as illegal under human rights law. Uh, denies their most basic right and totally unnecessary as no harm was done. Consenting adults have the right to engage in sexual intercourse with people of the same sex. These men must be free now. Well, I guess that our next country that we need to evade is Cyprus. Oh, so much for my vacation in Cyprus this summer. Yeah, I wouldn't go there if I were you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it Cyprus a part of Greece? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, no, well, it's, no, no, not part of Greece, but it's a. It was an independent uh, island, and then uh, about 30, 40 years ago, if I remember right, Turkey invaded it. Oh, okay. And then Greece invaded it, and now there's a, a fence down the middle of it. Oh, geez. Okay. And, then, I mean, getting the Turks and the Greeks arguing over something. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you think the Greeks, of all people, would be fine with... Yeah, fun, I know. Fun. That's what I was going to say. You figure it's the well, Greeks. Well, you notice that... The, the ones that were claiming that it was a violation of civil rights had Greek names. So, mm-hmm. the, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's the northern, it's, it's the Turkish part, and so it's Muslim. Gobble gobble. Well, we just need to just invade Greece, steal their beaches, and uh, rename it, uh, you know, Party USA. And their men. Yeah, and their men. <laughs> and uh, I think that you know, we just need to evade the world at this point. I think that will solve most of the problems. Including our own country, but I, don't get me started. <laughs> first, I think we should take over Canada first. No, Canada should come and take over us. That would make stuff better. Then we'll take over Mexico, and then we'll just spread out over the world. I think that would. Arriba, good. arriba! <laughs> All right, on to the last story, Mister VV. Yes. Well, Graham Norton says he's too old to have a child. The entertainer, who is 48, revealed he does have a partner but refused to say uh, more about the man, joking that he might soon be single again. He told Women's Own Magazine, part of me would like to have kids, but I'm 48 now and have left it a bit late. I think you want to bring up your child with someone. There's a lot of great single parents out there, but I'm lazier than they are, so I qu- I'd, quite, <laughs> I'd quite like to share the responsibility. He added, I'm not single at the moment, but I don't want to say any more because who knows? I might be single by the time this, this comes out. Ooh. Nice stable oh, relationship that is, huh? <laughs> well, I the chat show host took over Jonathan Ross's BBC One primetime slot a year ago, and a new series begins this week. I love Graham Norton. Mm-hmm. Well, at least he's uh, mature enough to recognize that uh, that that's not what he needs. And yeah, compared to Elton John, listen to him, Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, compared to Elton John, who's having a baby at what sixty. Uh huh. Yeah. So I give him credit for realizing that you know he doesn't need that and doesn't necessarily want to uh, oh, do that. The, the baby already has a house. I'm certain that's what he gave. The first thing he gave it. Yeah, but still, I mean, don't you think there's just a time though when it's yeah. you're just you're just too old to be taking care of a little baby. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how how old is Elton? Is he sixty or is he in, in his sixties? I think he's in his sixties, if I'm correct. Well, Jean-Claude so you... husband wanted to give her a, a kid. <laughs> 
And instead, he took her leg. <laughs> well, no, she was going to give her a kid after he took her leg. How no. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, that wraps up another episode of This Week in Gay. Uh, once again, I'd like to give all my core hosts a little bit of time to tell about their various shows and promote whatever they want to promote. Or, as we used to say in the olden days, plug what you want to plug. So, uh, without further ado, uh, let's just go around the table. Mr. Veritable Virgo, if you would, please. Well, VeritableVirgo.net. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, but there is no podcast. All right. But you could still check them out. And then we have Mr. Romo, if you would, please. You can join me and my best friend over for conversations over at Pride 48 on Thursdays at 8 p.m. And you can also uh, catch those conversations and replay on podcups.net. And who's your best friend? Baloo. Oh, well, there you go. Will he join us sometime on the show? I'm hoping to get him on soon. I, I tried to, I thought, I knew he was online, but he was not in front of the PC. So. All right. So I will definitely uh, try to get him in here on a, th- on a Sunday. Well, please tell him he's invited. Will do. All right, Brother Sinatus, if you would, please. Yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and in Google Plus and all those other places under Brother Sinatus. That's B-R-O-T-H-E-R-C-I-N-A-E-D-U-S. Sometimes one word, sometimes two. All right. And then last but definitely not least, Mr. Impaler, if you would, please. Hi there, I'm Scott, a.k.a. Sater69 of the Satersphere podcast. You can find us on iTunes at Satersphere, which is S-A-T-Y-R-S-P-H-E-R-E, or at our website at www.satersphere.blogspot.com. Com, com. <laughs> All right, and I'm Anthony from Ashanti No Lemon and various other podcasts. You can go check us out at thisweekingay.com and basically find out everything that you wanted to know about our shows there. So I do need to do a little bit of updating the website and whatnot. But go check out the Shanty Network. It has all of our very all of the various shows and anything I do podcasting wise is up there at thisweekingay.com. So thank you for and joining us. May I say one last thing? Yes. And remember you have fifty two weeks until you can nominate us for best news politics show in the podcast awards next year. Yes. And why don't you keep track of that number, Sandra? <laughs> <laughs> right, at the end of every show now, you gotta tell us how many weeks that we have to do this. You got it. All right, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time on This Week in Gay. Bye bye. Bye bye. 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 And stay tuned for Country Boy West coming up next on Friday.